0: Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka.
1: This is Pure Opelka.
0: With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I'm going to try and be happy. I I really am going to try and be happy. It's Friday. A lot to be happy for. A lot to be thankful for. I'm going to attempt to really be happy throughout the entire program today. I know. I know what you're saying. How long? Start the clock right now. How long before Mike slips off the happy ledge and falls into the abyss of frustration, anger, incredulousness? How how long? I, my, it might have just happened. I, I don't. I don't know. We have much to talk about today, and um, we get a check-in today from Emily Zanati from Heat Street. Our buddy haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, we also have a special guest in the third hour, and um, we have some bubbling issues to discuss. Now, first of all, I kind of it's it's one of those moments where I want to be happy. I really do want to be happy today, and I want to say thank God, thank God that that we have President Donald Trump in office because for at least, I think at least three years, I have been on this radio network talking about the fact that our veterans, some of the best people among us, deserve the care that they were promised. The healthcare they were promised, and healthcare is in the spotlight today, and we have known for several years that the VA was a giant pile of screw-ups. Mostly at the top, there are many people working on the on the ground in the VA. Many people uh, in in the actual battlefield of the VA administration, Veterans Administration healthcare hospitals, facilities, clinics, etc. Many of those wonderful people trying to get it done, but they are, they are saddled with a burden of, of incompetence from above. And so we have veterans dying. We have veterans still committing suicide at a daily rate that is unacceptable. 20 to 22 of our vets every single day commit suicide for whatever reason. And any veteran having to wait or drive... This should have been fixed under Barack Obama. This was the shame of the Obama administration and any administration that let it happen before, but it came to light under Barack Obama. And I know you we're not supposed to blame the guy. Yes, we are. When it's this bad, and it relates to the people who take care of our freedom, the people who volunteer volunteer to run into the face of danger, and then they're either wounded physically or mentally, and we tell them, yeah, we got you, only we don't got you. President Trump just signed the VA Accountability Act, the Veterans Administration Accountability Legislation, which reportedly will make it easier to fire VA employees for misconduct. Before this, there there were people that could sit in their VA offices in front of their computers watching porn all day, and it was virtually impossible to fire them. What about the incompetent folks who had the lists, who had the list, the secret list that decided basically life or death? You want to talk about death panels? We had death. What about that? And if this is true, Mr. President, I expect to see heads rolling immediately. I expect to see uh, house cleaning going on. Just re- it's time, sir. And this will be one of those places that should you decide to campaign and run, run again and campaign for, for this same office in 2020, this is one of those things that I know. Those of us on the conservative side of of the aisle will measure your success and decide where we're going to put our vote. Not that I think any Democrat will do much better. But I want to know the veterans problem, the VA, the VA problem has been fixed. So let's go, sir. It's go time. You signed the legislation. He has the VA secretary with him and. In front of the crowd, he's got, uh, they, they brought up a vet who had lost a leg and he had, he had so much trouble getting a prosthetic leg that it was ridiculous. Now they're all gathering for the signing, which is terrific. Let's sign it and let's get moving. Let's get, I, want, I would love for the President of the United States to sign this bill, which is happening right now. Just a few minutes after noon, East Coast time. And then for somebody start handing out pink slips to the Bobos who have been dodging the, 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 um, the termination notice. I want the HR department at the VA to start making appointments, to start sending boxes to people. Say, all right, clean that out. Clean that desk out and just go. Don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. Get out. So veterans everywhere, I hope to God this is your day. I hope to God this is a time that you can look at your country and say thank you. Thank you, America. I hope that this day will be as important, this day will be as important as yesterday was in 1944 when the GI Bill was signed. I hope that veterans will point to, will point to today, June 23rd, 2017 and say, this is the day America straightened it out and fixed it and started taking care of us. What a great thing that would be, especially leading into uh, where we're just less than two weeks away from the Independence Day celebration. This is this is hopefully good news. And, you know, it's going to take some of the attention away from the uh The news networks and all of the time they had planned on poking holes in what's not even a bill yet, what just is a discussion draft from the Senate on health care. Or it's going to take time away from the discussion on whether or not Robert Mueller is hiring a bunch of Hillary Clinton fans and donors and whether or not he should recuse himself, which is something we're going to discuss today, something that needs to be discussed today bunch of things going on today a bunch of things and I have some things I want you to watch I know I mentioned um, I mentioned my concerns about sending um, American troops to El Salvador yesterday it hasn't happened yet I'm telling you it's coming down the pike and I don't have confirmation from the DOD on that I just have a little bit of um, information and that's really all I can say about it but uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I hope to tell you soon. But so so we'll get into that. Here's the phone number, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. I did post a vital question of the day today. I did post uh, something online early today. And it relates to a topic that I saw Glenn Beck talking about this yesterday about Uber and the fact that Uber has now added uh, a tipping function to its app. I've used Uber. Have you used Uber? I use it a lot when I'm out of town. It's easy and I can track my expenses easier than having to save a receipt from a cab driver. And uh, it's all very tidy. You don't have to carry cash with you because it goes right to your credit card. Very convenient. But Uber is going to add this uh, tipping angle on their, on their app so you can actually give the driver a little bit more if they did better. I tend to want to give a driver cash if it's a tip so then they don't get banged on, uh, on taxes because a tip is a gift. Let's be honest. When you tip somebody, essentially you're saying, thanks for the good service. I realize that the IRS jumped in a few years ago And started taxing uh, waitresses and waiters, service personnel in restaurants, based on what they anticipated their tips would be. And to me, that's just wrong. A tip, and I was always taught that the word tips comes from to to ensure prompt service, T-I-P-S, to ensure prompt service. So... Tipping to me is, is me as a consumer saying, you've done an exceptional job, or you did a not so exceptional job, and I want to, uh, I want to notice that and give you a tip, I'll give you a little bit extra. Bam. So today's question, tipping people who provide a service, do you tip? If so, how much? Currently, 10% of you say you tip between 10 and 15%. of you are saying you tip between 15 and 20%. And then uh, 20% of you are saying it kind of depends. Now, here you're you're probably doing the math in your head saying that uh, that adds up to 99%. Yes, you're right. It does. That means there is 1% of our population online that do not tip. I'd like to talk to somebody who doesn't tip. I, I would love to. If you're, if you're even listening to the show right now, I, I'd love to hear from a non-tipper and educate me as to why you don't tip. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Interesting question, right? It's one of those, and, and I'm not talking about tipping at Christmas, like when you tip the. The postal worker and the trash worker and and I'm, I'm one of the people who says, no, I don't tip at the dry cleaner because that person's probably making at least minimum wage. And what are they doing, really? So I would love to see all tip jars at the dry cleaners removed. Just a personal thought. You want to weigh in on tipping, you want to weigh in on vets, you want to talk about Johnny Depp which we will get to, you want to talk about the health care bill, you want to talk about, oh I have a story, I have a story uh, out of University of Delaware that is going to make you, well I hope it makes you as angry as it made me. I know I said I was going to be happy today. I'm hearing you guys in my ear, Mike you said you were going to be happy, I lied. But life and circumstances uh, won't let me... Look, there's some fun stuff. I will share the fun stuff with you, uh, maybe one or two per hour in order to keep us on the rails. We'll get to that after the break. This is Pure Opelka.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka
2: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Opelka
2: with Mike Opelka. I, I'm laughing during the break because I saw a Democratic senator refer to President Trump as Wile E. Coyote <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know if that's quite accurate If that's true Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are pinky in the brain we're going to go to cartoon references really democrats wily e. coyote <laughs> oh you guys are doing it to yourselves it's just too good uh checking in with rob Lina today robert happy friday how are you sir
1: hello mr packer thank you for taking my call
2: anytime anytime what's on your mind today
1: well i got a question for you uh didn't we already have a government health care plan before Obamacare was enacted, called Medicare?
2: Yeah, and Medicaid in in the states.
1: Right now, so why was Obama? Why was the? Why was uh, Obamacare even enacted then?
2: Well, it, it's never about what it is on the on the title. It's always about what's underneath it. You know that this was always about power. This was always about creeping socialism, this was always about trying to get, and I firmly believe, because we have it out of of Jonathan Gruber's mouth, out of several different people who were involved in the architecting of Obamacare, Obamacare was designed to fail in order to have an outcry from the people saying, we must have single payer, we must have the government take over all of health care. And that really was the end goal. Anything to get from, from where we were before Obamacare was signed to single payer, all of that was just a, a means to an end. And so right, that so really was the case.
1: SCOTUS said that Obamacare was really just a tax, therefore right. it was legal. Right. Isn't double taxation illegal by the Constitution?
2: Well, you could make that argument. Someone would have to make that argument, and then we'd have to look at double taxation and see. I consider a death tax to be double taxation and and theft. Exactly. Yep. If you want to get down to it, but you know we're we're starting to get some people who are are eventually going to say, hold on a second, you're you're getting income tax, you're getting gas tax, you're getting soda tax, you're getting sales tax. People are eventually going to wake up, but it's just. When do we hit the tipping point is the question that I keep asking. When When are no, my friends no, no. on the liberal side of the aisle going to figure it out? It's not about health care. It's about control. It's about the bigger agenda. And it's really about uh, uh, not loving liberty. And they they're playing off, I believe, Robert, they're playing off the sentiments of a population that has been so softened over the indoctrination of the past years, that they want government to give them everything. They want a guaranteed job, a guaranteed home, a guaranteed basic income, everything. And health care is one of those first steps on that path.
1: I can understand that.
2: But, you know, I've got a simple
1: solution to this whole uh, government health care thing. Okay. The the simple solution is repeal Obamacare completely, 100% eliminate the mandate to have insurance, and then allow people to opt into Medicare.
2: Well, that's that's something actually, I think, hasn't Bernie Sanders talked about that? Medicare for I'm all? I'm
1: not sure. I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to, to what Mr. Sanders says. I think he's a kook.
2: <laughs> well, he is a kook, but he's a kook that tens of millions of people voted for, and I think we need to be mindful of people that have tens of millions of followers and see what they're talking about because we'll we'll need to blunt those arguments down the road. Uh, I've been talking about something I heard and I have to, uh, Robert. I have to admit I can't quite remember exactly who said it, but the reality is, the the healthcare system and what the government is trying to do was all because there were twenty five to thirty million people who they said did not have coverage. And they needed health care coverage or they were going to be a big burden to the country. So we, right. we came in and said instead of fixing just them, we were going to fix everybody and air quotes on fix. But the cost here, the cost of health care in America is typically at the beginning of life and the end of life. The majority of right. the cost of health care happen at the start of our lives and at the very end. And I've heard a proposal or maybe it came to me in a dream that the government should just do one thing, get out of the way of everybody from three years old to 80 years old, and let's create a beginning-of-life and end-of-life high-risk pool that we have a tax to cover, and then those people are in there, and the rest of us, we're back to the old free market system without any limitations of state line sales. And I think we would have an economically stable situation for most of the country, and then we would have this high risk pool that the rest of us would have to cover. Just my thoughts. I've got less than a minute. Yay or nay? What do you think?
1: I think you'd be. I, I think you're eliminating the people who are who are really poor in the country, though, that that want insurance but can't afford it through the regular means. So That's allowing them to opt in with a with a uh, with a copay and a and a you know a overhead uh, whatever you call it. I see what you're
2: saying. I see what you're saying. So I I need to fold my plan in with yours. So we're we're making progress. We're at least working again. This, ladies and gentlemen, is called bipartisanism. And we'll be right back.
0: Listening to Pure Opelka with Mike
1: Opelka, part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Don't forget, you can uh, do what Robert did and join the conversation. Triple eight nine hundred 3393 We were talking about healthcare and coming up with our own solutions. We're going to see some pretty heated debates going on over the next few days. And then there'll be a final draft of the bill and a vote. And uh, right now, I'm, I am i don't know if it's going to get through. I don't know if the Senate's going to get through. And we'll get to that. But I have to bring something up. Is anyone else watching bad summer replacement television like I am? i I tuned in last night to watch beat shazam you know there's an app on your phone if you have a smartphone and if you've always wanted the, the app has been around forever and it's it's actually very good you would listen to a song and you could hold up your phone and shazam would listen and tell you what the song is and who sang it and it was so handy and you know it's not because they the phone is listening to the music it actually, I believe there's digital encoding in most songs you can buy. And this, this is how it helps track how many times a song plays on the radio so they can play, pay royalties and stuff like that. And I've used Shazam in the car. If you're driving in the car, you don't want to try and uh, record a song. But if you quickly tap on Shazam, it'll, it'll tell you what the song was. Because too often the guy on the radio doesn't tell you what the song is. And then it's gone and you're trying to explain it to somebody. And some genius, and I think Jamie Foxx was part of it, turned this into a game show. And it's been on for a few weeks. Uh, I had only seen a couple minutes of it when I was in Dallas. So last night I tuned in because I heard it was the, the last episode of the trial of these first like six episodes. And I was sucked in immediately because it's different music categories and it's people competing against each other before one person gets to compete against the machine. And there's a million dollars involved. And last night, uh, there was a a couple who were uh, dating pretty seriously because she mentioned that she wanted to get engaged. She was hoping he would eventually propose to her. There were a couple of guys who were friends And then there were uh, two musicians, and I thought that was weird. There was a singer, uh, Shannon, who who actually had a hit song, Let the Music Play. And one of the guys who was an early hip-hop guy, part of uh, Stetsasonic a long time ago. I forget his name right now. And I thought it was unfair at first. I was like, wait a minute, you got two people that were in the music business? That seems like an unfair advantage. Well, the categories were very different. It was, it was uh, 80s, 90s. There was one category of all U2 songs, and there was one hip-hop. And I thought the the two musicians would would just sweep that. They lost. They, <laughs> they didn't get to take on the big machine. I think they got $7,000 or something when they left. But this young couple made it all the way to the final round against the, the big Shazam machine, And each time you identify a song, if you beat the machine, you get 25 grand and they already had 70 or 80 grand, something. So they get all the way through and they beat the machine on five songs. They have one hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars that's up on the board. And Jamie Foxx says you can take the money and go home and you can have a hundred, almost two hundred thousand dollars. And these two look like, and that was the most money they'd ever seen. It would have been the most money I'd ever seen in one pile. Or you can play against the machine. And they've been running the table pretty good. And um, they chose to play for the million bucks. And if they lose, the money's going to get cut in half, and they're going home with $98,000 and change, whatever it was. And as they talked about the opportunity to win the million dollars, Jamie Foxx did what most of us do when we think about a big return, a big prize. He said, what would you do if you win? And each one of them, they weren't married. Remember, these were two young people, maybe in their early 30s, late 20s, two young people who said, the, the young lady said, my mom struggles every month to make her house payment.'" And I would help fix that. And the other guy said his, his family had had some medical expenses. Uh, I, think, I think he said his, his mom had a motorcycle accident, which I was sitting there trying to wrap my head around my mom riding a motorcycle. But their first instinct was to take care of their families. And I thought, wow, okay. These are two people who understand, and you would hope that they're being honest when they talk about that. And they chose to take on the machine, and then they tell you which category is it's in, and you have, to, you have to guess the song. And they let the young lady, she chose to compete. I think it was 80s music or something. And I believe the song was Shout. And that's all you have to do is get the title right. But if you get one word in the title wrong, you lose. And if the machine gets it before you do, because apparently Shazam gets it within two to five seconds. So you have to be pretty fast on the draw. And they were getting everything in one to one to two seconds most of the time. But this young lady hit the hit the button, gave gave the answer and they won the million bucks. And I just thought, great. And then the skeptic in me starts thinking, wait a minute, this is the last episode of this show in the series. Nobody won the million dollars until this time. Nobody ever was successful against the machine until the very last show. I'm just thinking they made it a little bit easier in hopes that somebody could win so they could get renewed. And you know what? I don't care. Somebody won a million bucks. The show is fun to play along. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If I'm wrong, call and tell me I'm crazy. Just a little sidebar um i this is this is summer t v like I used to remember summer t v when I was a kid. It was either game shows that nobody knew would be successful, and they were trying them out or it was um variety shows you know it was the Brady Bunch family Variety hour or the Osmonds or somebody um but uh the hudson brothers but the um the the story last night was a young couple not married, but I'll bet you they're engaged today, wins a million bucks because they were fast on the draw and they knew music. Pretty simple concept. And I'll tell you, all that says to me is there are ideas out there yet to be explored and discovered that could turn into great industries and great businesses. And I know I talk a lot about protection of ideas and intellectual property on this show, but I do believe That's part of what America's about. That's part of what the greatness of this country is about. It's finding something that you're interested in and you love or you want to improve and make better. And if you do make it better, if you do improve it, if you do create something out of your mind, it can become something that will make your life, your family, the nation better. And that's why I I so stand behind intellectual property rights. As much as I stand behind just regular property rights, intellectual property rights are just as important. So a little I know I got off on a little preachy thing about about this. When I come back, I want to talk about something that really ticked me off. And it happened here in Delaware. It happened here in Delaware. And I almost I, I almost can't believe it happened. And it ties to North Korea. Intrigued, right? Yeah probably are so we've got an update on uh, Dennis Rodman we've got an update on North Korea and a college professor who has me boiling mad I'll tell you the story next on Pure Opelka
0: Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Still to come today, we're going to get into Johnny Depp and that, that dumb idea of his. And uh, I hope he's having a chat right now with some people in the Secret Service. We're also going to visit with Emily Zanati of Heat Street. Haven't heard from her in a couple weeks, and I, I love to keep up with Emily. You're going to meet a hero and uh, she may not know she's a hero but in the middle of the second hour you're going to meet a hero and i have a story to tell you out of toronto that's going to prove to you canadians can be just as dumb as americans can be and maybe dumber and uh here in delaware here in in the in the lovely state of delaware we have uh the university of delaware that's where the joe biden school is right you've you've all heard about that Joe Biden has his own school here in Delaware, the School of Government. You know, it's one of those things, those honorary things they do after you're the vice president or the president. And it it really is a foundation that that gives you a bunch of cover and and an office to go to. It's kind of it's kind of Bravo Sierra, you know what I'm saying? But a bunch of Joe Biden's buddies will get jobs. And they'll get donations and they'll put out white papers and basically do nothing. But it'll look good on your, on your resume to say, oh, I was a fellow at the Biden School. Right. But at that same University of Delaware, a professor, a professor of anthropology has put out what has to be the ugliest statement on the Otto Warmbier tragedy that I have seen. Catherine Detweiler is an anthropology professor at University of Delaware. Doesn't that sound like a snooty anthropology professor? Uh, Catherine Detweiler of the anthropology department, um, she expressed her feelings on the death of Otto Warmbier in um, the comments section of uh, a story posted by the National Review. And it also showed up on her personal Facebook page. And I looked at her personal Facebook page. You can too. Detweiler, D-E-T-T-W-Y-L-E-R. In this post, Catherine Detweiler of Newark, Delaware. I know to people in New Jersey and New York, it looks like Newark. But down here in Delaware, it's pronounced Newark. In uh, Newark, Delaware, the University of Delaware professor writes, Is it wrong? Is it wrong of me to think that Otto Warmbier got exactly what he deserved? Okay, that sentence alone is enough for you to to warrant public shaming, Miss Detweiler. You're allowed to say it. Of course, you're allowed to say outrageous things, but we're allowed to point out to you. What an idiot you are. That body is not in the ground two days. That family has just buried their son. And no matter what you think of his actions, it's a little insensitive. So beyond this first sentence, uh, Catherine Detweiler even says uh, dumber things, in my opinion. So she says, is it wrong of me to think that Otto Warmbier got exactly what he deserved? He went to North Korea for F's sake. Only she didn't abbreviate. And then acted like a spoiled, naive, arrogant U.S. college student who had never had to face the consequences of his actions. Period. Um. He did go to North Korea, but so have many people. There are tours you can take. We had a, a police officer on this radio show two days ago who had also just gone to North Korea. Now, he didn't act like a spoiled, naive, arrogant U.S. college student who had never had to face the consequences of his actions. But is, is it okay, Ms. Detweiler, Professor Detweiler, is it okay To uh, give the death penalty. I wonder how she feels about the death penalty here in America. And this guy stole or attempted to steal a banner. And he was given 15 years of hard labor that ultimately, in less than a few months, turned into a crippling problem. And he was in a coma for 15 months and ultimately died when he got home. Was the death penalty the appropriate punishment, madam? She goes on to say, I see him crying in his sentencing hearing and thinking, what did you expect? How about a few minutes of thought given to all the other people in North Korea who are suffering under the repressive government there? Just because they are North Koreans and not U.S. citizens, we shouldn't care about them. We're not talking about that, madam. She goes on to say, I've spent my life teaching folks just like Otto. I'm a 62-year-old college professor of anthropology, and Otto is typical of the mindset of a lot of young, white, rich, clueless males who come into my classes. These are the same kids who cry about their grades because they didn't think they'd really have to read and study the material to get a good grade. They deserve a good grade for being who they are. Well, she's not wrong on that point. But we're not talking about a bad grade. We're talking about 15 years of hard labor for a dumb prank that he probably wouldn't have done had he known it would have been a fifteen year sentence. Of course she talks about this and says something even more offensive. I'll share the rest of this woman's ridiculous statements after the break. Michael Pelka I'm Puro Pelka. We'll be right back.
1: With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.